When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. This is Marit Larwood. Hello, listeners. I hope you're all feeling very well. Good, yeah, yeah. How about that fresh start? Oh, I like it. I like it. It's um, it's caring, isn't it? It's sharing. Um, it's inclusive. Ah, uh, yes, we've uh, seen some more films this week. Um, what? You look like you want to say something. Just went to the cinema. Yeah. I went to the cinema. And I was the first person in there. Um, I went to go and see Lucy. Lucy, the Luc Besson. Luc Besson's sci-fi uh, thriller. There were total six, seven people in there in total in a four hundred seater, and I had experience everyone's had of two people coming in and just st- sitting quite near me and just whispering for most of the way through. Oh, that's intolerable. When there are only a few other people just talking, so I think, oh, there's no one here, so therefore we can behave like that. And they're old people as well. How old? In their fifties. Oh. I hope they both get put down. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the film. Lucy. Lucy is uh, it's a sort of sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi thriller starring Scarlett Johansson, um, who is just a tourist in uh, Taiwan or somewhere. I can't remember. Uh, and she gets enveloped in sort of this criminal gang thing, and things. The problem is, if I say what happens, it's complete spoilers for the whole film. Because it's a very singular. Uh, well, it's in the device. trailer. We can talk about what's in the trailer, right? I've not seen the trailer. Well, I can tell you what's in the trailer. Oh, that's fine then. In the trailer, um, well, the tagline of the poster is that um, human beings, quiet buddy, human beings use only ten percent of their brain. Imagine what you could achieve if you used a hundred. Mm-hmm. And in the trailer, they they do they set up that premise and then show that she gets superpowers. Basically, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's very simplistic, um, and it has had a lot of my friends on Facebook have slagged this off and said it's terrible and it's an awful film. Controversially, I really enjoyed it. Really, I enjoyed. I it. was not expecting that. I thought it was great. Number you realise it's basically a superhero film, but it's not though. Okay, it's been like an origins film, but it's done differently towards to, to reasons I liked it. Number one, Scarlett Johansson is a remarkable talent. Mm-hmm. Even in the course of this, she's a play someone who changes. 
and she can do that sort of cold, inhuman thing which she did in that weird film at the start of the Under year. Under the skin. Yeah. And and also she can do a sort of ditzy, a bit, n- a normal person. <laughs> what well, I think a sort of girl next door. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, flat-faced alien are the two things she can do. When she has to play sort of charismatic... Um, go-getter she comes across as annoying and false I, I think I even thought her voiceover in her was excellent as well but that was probably flat and alien wasn't it mm, a little bit she can do that very well because there's something almost alien about you know about yeah. her look um, I, she just as I said last week's episode Marion Cotillard's amazing to watch so is Scarlett Johansson she can any film she can just carry I think a lot of these quite obscure Roles. I didn't used to like her, and I now do. What like, happened, and why, David? I'm not sure. I mean, sure. she's going to be really upset when she hears this. I'm sorry, Scarlett. I'm a big fan now. Um, I liked her in Lost in Translation, like I think everybody did. That was the, the film that sort of launched her to the world, even though she'd done Ghost World and some other things. Um, and then she sort of... I didn't... I, I Maybe it was I didn't see the films that she was good in. <laughs> You know? Okay. So I didn't see the other Berlin girl or the girl with the pearl earring or anything like that. I saw the prestige where she's totally forgettable and sort of a bit rubbish. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think of what else she's been in. Uh, she was the voice in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Of course, yes. Who did she play in that? Mindy. Mindy, of course, the character <laughs> of Mindy. How could we forget Mindy? Um, what else has she done? Have you got her uh, biography there? I'm looking at stuff she's done. Um, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Didn't see it. He's oh, Match Point. That was the film. That, that is an awful film. Though. Yeah. Um, and it's not her fault, but nobody comes out of that film looking good, you know? It's yeah. a terrible That's Woody film. Allen's worst film, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't utterly, make, utterly doesn't even make utterly sense. I think I got through half it and just... Yeah. I've never... I, I, threw, I threw it in the bin and I threw the bin out the window. <laughs> Wow. Then I burnt the house, and I set fire to the house. There could be no record of me ever w- w- having watched it. I, th- I think that's an overreaction, really. I mean, you'll regret that. But um, it is a terrible film, you're right. I mean, I've never been in a cinema where every line the lead male says, the audience laughs at him when they're not supposed to because it's a thriller. Mm. Like, everyone laughed at um, John Rhys Myers, and quite rightly so. He was ridiculous. And not even in a fun Nicolas Cage way, just a bad actor way. I'm sorry if you listen to this, Jonathan Rhys Myers. Uh, I really liked you in Gormenghast at the beginning of your career. So, uh, that's two apologies. Um, <laughs> God, that's two listeners we've lost. Yeah, now. so Scarlett's gone and Jonathan Rhys Myers isn't <sighs> listening. Also, Morgan Freeman's in this as well. I love Morgan Freeman, have nothing bad Keep to listening. say about him. Keep listening, Morgan. Thanks, Morgan. Uh, yeah, Morgan can do no wrong. Well, what? Uh, so this film's only eighty-nine minutes long. A very short film. Oh right. Yeah, I had to go to the toilet twice. Right. No, I didn't have any, nothing wrong. I just, I've got a really huge um, diet coke. That was a bad idea. Why did they do that? Like, the, why did they sell such large? Because it's seven pounds or eight seven pounds twenty-five for a medium one, medium popcorn. Yeah. Do you want to go large for seventy p more? It makes no difference for them because you think seventy p is cheap, but you wouldn't pay seventy p is like a can of coke size. Yeah. So you think, because it's so overpriced anyway, Yeah. in your head you're getting that much more popcorn and that much more d- Diet Coke. 
Would it be... But uh, that, it's not even 70p's worth. Would it be good value if you all brought cups and then bought one of their things and just shared it out amongst you, like a jug? That would be a good value, yeah. Probably better How value. many normal cans of Coke <laughs> fit into a large... It's probably not uh, that many because of the amount of ice they put in, you know? Well, these are the question, these are the crucial questions that uh, someone needs to find out the answers to. Someone who suffers from um, autism. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the film. Yes, Lucy. This, this has been slagged off. It's a weird. Lucy's a weird title, anyway, for a, a sci-fi film. I have my own theories about why this film came about and why that title. But go ahead first. The first scene, I thought was. Great. Read the first, even the first half an hour before it almost gets into the origins thing. Yeah. Of someone become, accidentally stepping into this uh, sort of crime ring and getting embroiled in it. Yeah. Was really dramatic. You don't know what's going to happen. And it is quite cliched in the way it does things. But um, it's sort of intercut, and these are spoilers here, I apologise. Intercut with Morgan Freeman talking about the uh, using 10% of your brain. In a lecture theatre. Yeah, it's, they all use lecture theatres these days is, as exposition. And the, the bad thing about that is is that it, his exposition, he, he, he's lecturing to all these academics, but the content of his lecture is basically <laughs> so so a 12-year-old child could understand it in the cinema. Right. So you wouldn't have all these academics saying, mm. uh, uh, yeah, if you use 10% of your brain, it allows you to do... If someone's that patronising, and I'm yeah. like, hey, this is incredible, this, um, this research that Morgan Freeman's done, it's, it's quite remarkable. <laughs> uh, so, ironically, he's talking about using 10% of your brain when he's only probably using 1% or 2% of his. Um, so, but it does something unusual, but it uses footage almost almost wildlife footage and footage of normal human beings yeah like as if it's been filmed on a normal sort of GoPro camera or taken from Richard Attenborough in a documentary and I really like the fact it was cut in the, the style itself there are some moments of Luke Besson style which were uh, different from what you'd see in a Hollywood thriller it was yeah. quite refreshing and although well he's a bit French isn't he yeah but actually using just footage of wildlife films and animals while someone with Morgan Freeman talking because Morgan Freeman's got such a wonderful voice yeah it doesn't really matter what he's saying as he's probably the greatest narrative voice you could have of all time as his career sort of proven yeah him yeah. and uh, James Earl Jones yeah really what, you can just listen to them and watch this wildlife footage and in the cinema it's quite calm and then you go back to the thriller it works that works having his calm moments to sort of break it up and yeah, talking yeah. about the using 10% of your brain and going back to Scarlett Johansson uh, with the uh, with these criminals so that, that's a through line through the whole film no that's for the first 30 minutes oh so. I see through the first act and okay. I thought that I thought this film was great I did go in with no expectations at all I heard quite bad things yeah uh, it is in the middle of summer there's very slim pickings for what's on the cinema it's been a really bad summer for films in general I mean they've had overall lowest takings in uh, like I think three or four years and this and this week particularly is that sort of lost week where it's the first week of school so yeah, you've got yeah. no it's a 15 and it's the end of summer and it's where you traditionally sort of hide the uh, there's a couple of times in the year yeah. where the bad films come out after just after Easter yeah and now just before the autumn kicks in out with the trash yeah 
and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I've I've enjoyed a lot of the Luke Besson's films. I like the look wasn't totally traditional. I think the plot is quite linear and boring yeah. in terms of it. Not it's very very simplistic. But I much preferred this. You could say it's a sort of superhero film. But I much preferred it to the the, the superhero genre films where, it, it, where where at least it's just set in some element of real life. It's yes. not it's not the fantastic world of superheroes where it's it's based on the realistic uh, what could happen you know Spider-Man's ridiculous yeah, just, yeah. just toes the line well also because everyone knows the Spider-Man story already you're just waiting for him to become Spider-Man so actually the journey of origins becomes boring because you're like I know where this goes it goes to somewhere more interesting than this get him there get him there quickly it's like you know Tim Burton's one that started this whole thing off by making them successful again after the Superman ones yeah um there is no origin story he's Batman scene one yeah um but yeah I mean the reason I think this film has been made is that there's been a lot of talk off the back of the success of all of these Marvel um, and uh, DC superhero films about why there isn't yet a female-led superhero movie. Okay. And pe- it, there's been there's been something just bubbling under the surface. There's been a lot of talk about it, especially with the announcement of Wonder Woman is going to be in the next DC one, but she's not getting her own film yet. And everyone in the Avengers film has their own film franchise, apart from Scarlett Johansson and Jimmy Bobo, but no one likes him. Um and so it's why doesn't Black Widow have a film and so there you've got you know maybe maybe I'm just speculating here but it certainly feels this way to me you've got Luke Besson going well they're dragging their heels on a female superhero film and maybe maybe the appetite for it is enough now and so I'll take the opportunity so he casts Black Widow herself in it and uh, you know names it after the character but who knows? Who knows? But uh, you know, it feels like we're getting there. But I think I think it's going to take Marvel three, four years to get there before they actually do one. But as in terms of Lucy, I lo- I like the tone of it, and I like the way I enjoyed it, and I maybe I didn't feel the anger and it is that I feel when I watch superhero films. I had no expectations, and it's to, it's not mind blowing. Yeah, thriller. It's enjoyable. I might watch it because I like Luke Besson's films. I mean, he makes and even the ones he hasn't directed but just produced. He makes he he makes fun films. You know, mm. I mean, Leon is one of my favourites of all time. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, the Fifth Element is wonderful. Again, it's just enormous fun. Um, and then the Transporter series that he produced, but I don't think he directed, um, are again just sort of really fun films. Um, all right, I might watch it. How many Marricks would you give it? I'm going to be generous and give it an eight. Hey, and I'm okay. possibly the only person who uh, who would give it that higher number. Okay, but it's nice for me to be optimistic at some point, isn't it? That's true. I feel a bit creeped out. Um, um, that's. I'll put my trousers back on. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Hey, it's time for letters. Okay, what do people want? Well, first of all, I need to say happy birthday to someone. Oh, okay. His birthday's not until later on in the month, but uh, Angelo Edwards. Happy birthday, Angelo. It's your 30th birthday. I mean, we got an email saying it was quite some time ago from your girlfriend. I mean, you might not still be together. I hope you are. I hope this isn't a really... I mean, this could be a re- bringing back a really bad memory of, of an ex-girlfriend 
yeah, an they, email she sent. We're me. trying something new here, and it might be a complete disaster. So yeah, sorry, Angelo, if uh, if that's the case. But otherwise, happy birthday. Happy thirtieth birthday! If you're, and you might have stopped listening. You might, we might have said something, you know, a bit uh, controversial. Probably I said something quite bad, maybe. Maybe, uh, and that's put you off. I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen to um, those pricks, particularly that bull prick again. Anyway, if if, if you are listening on the twenty fifth of September, which is probably in about two weeks' time, so it's way too early. I've done it. I've done it too early. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing it just in case you downloaded it and not listened to it for. Yeah, that's, that's a sensible thing to do. Yeah, we should probably do it every week uh, until uh, October, just in case. All right. Say happy birthday to Angelo every week. Well, happy birthday for this week. Yeah, and for the next two weeks. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got another letter. Who's it from? It's from Kerry. She lives in Cheltenham, and you're going to read it. Oh, okay. Uh, what accent does Kerry want? Normal. Normal. Oh. Dear guys and buddy, he is also a guy. My name is Kerry, I'm 26 and I live in Cheltenham. I've recently helped establish a film club with a handful of colleagues and friends at Enslay Insurance and have even committed to a pay-monthly cinema card to show my dedication. When your new merchandise is on sale, I will treat myself to one of your t-shirts. I think that should help me get into the right mindset. Well, thank you. That will also make me make some new t-shirts. That's a good idea. (laughs) I was wondering if you had any advice for us or tips for analysing films, and what sort of points do you note down? A member of our film club is also one of the casual writers for the movie blog OneRoomWithAView.com and staples all of his cinema tickets to a notebook, along with his opinions. So knows his stuff compared to me. We have chosen Cinema Paradiso as our first ever movie, which, if my memory serves me right, you have referenced occasionally before. Since you talk about them in previous episodes, I've looked up The Wiz and Vampire's Kiss. Yay! The Wiz was exceptionally crazy in a hilarious way, just as you described, and I genuinely felt concerned for Nicolas Cage's mental health after watching Vampire's Kiss. Correct. Um, My favourite films of recent times is Grand Budapest Hotel... And of all time, it's Despicable Me, which I've watched seven times back to back before. I love the music and unbeatable cuteness throughout the film. It's so goddamn happy. If I'm ever stuck thinking of a film to watch, I tend to use a site called a good movie to, to watch.com. Oh, not heard of that. Which can randomly generate you a movie title based on the genre of film you're most in the mood for. It's quite handy. May I also ask if either of you have been to or are planning to go to a secret cinema event? If so, I would love to hear your opinions. I've not been myself, but would perhaps go one day. And is it true you can hear a police siren in every episode? I make it a sad, sad challenge of mine to listen out for it each week. Thanks for making such an enjoyable podcast. Over and out, Kerry. Well, thank you for your email, Kerry. Um, so, the first question uh, from Kerry's email was, uh, any any tips on analysing films? Well, you did, the, uh, you did the course in it, didn't you, Marek? For, um, for my degree, I studied under, uh, I can't remember even name, Linda Williams at Southampton University. Linda I did the film, Williams. Mark Commode's wife. I did the film studies module, which, uh, which you, do you know what? I have got no tips whatsoever. I think it's entirely subjective. Yeah. And, and anyone who tries to impose their ideas on, uh, it should be, you should enjoy watching films, it's the most important thing. Yeah. And once you start getting critical about it and you start looking to different reasons 
of why you know justifying what a film's good and what isn't good. The best films, I think, are the ones that you forget that you're watching a film. I agree, and I also think if you if you get excited about something about the film in any analytical uh, perspective, then that is because you have enjoyed the film, or it's angered you, which is the exact reverse, which in itself is actually quite invigorating. <laughs> if something's been so not just bad but just wrong about something that it, it gives you energy then that is also what's good about film um if if a film is if if you don't have ideas swimming through your head afterwards it hasn't been a good film and you'll know what your ideas are about them i or think or if you've been emotionally changed or yes, moved by the film. i think if you've been sort of um if you're trying to impose an analytical viewpoint upon a film then you're sort of missing the point of it and you're you're probably trying to stick a square peg in a round hole, to be honest. Yeah, your com- your your conclusions will be sort of disingenuous. Okay? And as, and if you're a long term listener of this podcast, you'll realise that uh, uh, particularly uh, uh, me, I, I employed very few analytical skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think either of us have particular <laughs> sort of uh, academic rigor when it comes to this podcast. But um, yes, the Wiz and Vampires Kiss. Not the best films in the world, both interesting to watch. But Cinema Paradiso is a wonderful I've film. I've not seen it. It's one of those absolute oh. classics that has passed me by so far. David, you really must watch it. Okay. I've, it uh, always brings a tear to my eye. Oh. It's about cinematography and friendship. And a little boy. Isn't it French? Um, yeah, I think so. I can't remember. Um, oh, it's foreign. Foreign. Oh, I love a foreign. I mean, that's all you need to know. Yeah, it's what, what I've got. The way I separate films: <laughs> English or foreign. foreign. English American. Everything else is foreign, right? I separate them into uh, hooligan films. Yeah, Ponzi films and foreign. Yeah, I love a hooligan film. Oh, I love them. Um, it's Italian cinema, apparently. Italian, so of course. Of course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, David... Hello. What have you been to see? Well, um, I have seen another film uh, that um, I uh, have wanted to see for some time. Uh, Passed me by in the cinema, but is now available, which is Lock. L-O-C-K-E. What happens? Lock stars Tom Hardy. Everyone's favourite, Tom Hardy. Um, And... It is. It's a small independent film that uh, is entirely set in a car. In the entire film is set in a car. Why is and, it called Lock? Uh, that is his name. His name's Ivan Lock. Not that no, no, he was locked in or something like that. No, but but it also has poetic connotations. He, um, Tom Hardy, does a Welsh accent throughout the entire film. Uh, well, you'd expect it if he started in the beginning of the film to do it throughout the entire. How is film. it? Is it as good as his Bane voice? Um, you know what? I'm not Welsh, so it was pretty good to me. Um, I, I couldn't tell if it was a bit dodge in places or not, but the performance is wonderful. But basically, this film is about a man having to abandon the biggest uh, day of his life in terms of his job, where he is a foreman on enormous building sites to drive through the night to deal with a personal problem and all of the ramifications of having done that uh, that happen, you know, almost in real time. And it's all set in the car? It's all set in the car. It's him. If you've ever seen Marion and Jeff, 
the uh, the slight sitcom with the that sort of launched um, Rob, Rob Bryden. Bryden it, where he plays a, a, a softly spoken, polite Welshman in a car, entirely in a car. Then it's like that, but the thriller version. Um, and it's it's lit, the the camera doesn't even go outside the car, uh, apart from for him getting in the car at the beginning and. Um, a shot of the car, you know, driving away from the camera towards the end. Um, it's literally all inside the car. Is it one? T- is it a lot of few takes? No, it? it's it's uh, lots of intercutting actually. But interestingly enough, the way they shot it is fascinating. In that it took three days, and it's all at night, and um, they, uh, when they did a take, they started. Uh, Tom Hardy started driving. And they set the camera running, uh, and he did the entire film from beginning to end with the other actors calling his car telephone from a hotel room. So all the other actors were in a hotel room somewhere, and they called him at the time they're supposed to call him, and they did the entire film. And then the next day they do it with different angles, and uh, so the the people who call him, Olivia Coleman is in it. Um, and so they did a whole. Hang on. They, it is one one and a half hour take of the whole thing. No, because it's intercut all the time. But they would use. That's what the, they that's would the, do that's... the entire film from that angle. Holy shit! And then the next day they do it from another. Like I'm, I don't know if there was a cameraman in there as well because obviously there are more than three angles in the whole film. So presumably there was a cameraman in there too or something. But he would just run the action from beginning to end. Wow. And that's a wonderful idea, knowing that, watching it. But he must be so exhausted. Yeah, so it's, it's I think it's um, it's something like uh, 87 minutes long or something. So it's a full length of a film. Are you allowed to drive and act at the same time? <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're allowed to talk on the phone as long as you're not holding anything, aren't you? So you know, It's got to be hands-free, isn't it? Yeah, Is so it's hands, his whole thing's hands-free. That's yeah. a good, that's a and there's a shot at the beginning of him putting his safety belt on, so... We know he's all right. Phew. Um, but it's it's an incredible performance from him. It's wonderful. The the voices on the excuse me the voices on the phone are fantastic as well. They they just have such character and personality, and they're never flat and boring. Like you know when you can't see someone's eyes or, or anything can be. Um, but Andrew Scott plays. Uh, the Irish guy who's been left in the lurch on the building site to cover the, his job for him, and he plays um, Moriarty in um, in Sherlock on telly. Oh, okay. And Olivia Coleman, as I say, is in it, and Ruth Wilson, I think, is her name. Is another person who's in it. She's a uh, British actress. Um, I think she was in uh, which one was it? Tom Hardy did a period drama, probably Jane Eyre. It's usually Jane Eyre, isn't it? I think she was in that with him. But um, yeah, it, it's just. And he's doing another bold choice as an actor. Like, there's no reason for Ivan Locke, other than that he has a Welsh name, to be Welsh. But he's chosen to do it like because that. Because he's insane. Yeah, but he's also very, very good. Mm. Like, he's he holds it in completely. If you've seen Bronson and can see just how realistic he can make total insanity you know the heights he can go when he just lets loose and it doesn't come across as forced mm. he holds everything in in this this is such a controlled and um 
Measured. Measured, but you you know all the stuff's bubbling up, but they never do the, uh, what I would think is typically American thing, the stereotypical thing of having him smash everything and just scream to the heavens and, you know, uh, and very uh, eloquently say in a single line of dialogue what sums up this entire situation. You know, none of that. He's just, it's it's very, you know, sweetly real. Is it good? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. It's, it... It, the end was a surprise for me because it, it wasn't melodramatic again it, it, okay. it almost I was like oh is that it is that the finish not that it didn't feel went out of petrol a, well well, there's another story behind that but not that it didn't feel um, uh, concluded in some way just that I was expecting you know you know, a big twist or you know the car to crash or something just like well I've probably been poisoned by melodrama yeah. for too long it's, it's a really good watch um, in terms of the running out of petrol thing, I read a, a thing on IMDb that says that um, uh, because he did the entire film in one take, there's a noise that goes when the car is running out of petrol. And uh, and uh, every time that would happen, Tom Hardy would get really pissed off because he was right in the middle of his flow or whatever and actually did slam the dashboard with his fist. And they edited that into the film to be when... Uh, the phone, uh, the system says you have another incoming call while he's in the middle of one already. So, oh, okay. so that is as big as he goes, and that's the real Tom Hardy doing that. Um, I'm quite scared of Tom Hardy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think he's calmed down a lot these days. He used to be. All... I think I've, I've, I was in alone in the room with him for more than one day. He probably, I probably, he kill me. Not just do it was me, but anyone. Apparently, he likes to sort of. Uh, Joshingly spar with people, but will take it too far. Is the story I've heard. Do you know what I mean? Sort of like roughhousing, yeah. but then he's a, he's a monster of a man. No, I don't feel comfortable around no. him. So, how many Davies would you give it? You know, I'd probably give it eight. I think it's it's really really good and um, uh, well worth tracking down. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. It was favourably reviewed as well as this. You know, little film that's doing really. Really good work. Um, Tom Hardy himself, he's done some bloody good films. Mm. Like, he hasn't... Since... I mean, he started out um, in uh, Band of Brothers. I think that was his first credit. And as with so many of the actors in Band of Brothers, they've since gone on to have great careers. Like, it's a who's who these days, if you look back over it. Um, And he played soldiers and stuff. But, you know, he's... Since Bronson, his career has only had one blip in my opinion which is um, actually I haven't seen all of them but uh, which is uh, This Means War which was absolutely terrible the one I went to interview him for and he was ill so I only got to talk to Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine oh poor Thomas I get the feeling he was just avoiding talking about that film because it was dog shit Warriors I really enjoyed Warriors was brilliant mm. he was very good in Lawless even though you know the film is okay it has a bit too much Shia LaBeouf in it for my liking but it's still fun Inception is great uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy was good fun you well know. done Tom Hardy well done mate um, okay then okay Let's, uh, um, we'll watch more films next week keep watching, watching the, the films. films bye
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.